Time to shine the tobychristie.com designer spotlight on yet another creative-minded NASCAR as we lead up to the 2021 NASCAR season. Hi everyone, this is Michael Carey, editor at tobychristie.com. Now last episode we spoke with Kyle Williams who is a graphic designer at the decal source. Kyle placed over 70, that's 7-0, paint schemes on track from Colleg Racing to Nice Motorsports, Front Row, and most notably the Toyota Camp of Joe Gibbs Racing. Now we transition over to a designer who's tasked with a single Xfinity Series organization, but this team doesn't mess around when it comes to their fan favorite designs. This week's designer spotlight shines on Ryan Williams, a graphic designer at Junior Motorsports in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Now this past season, Ryan was responsible for a majority of the paint schemes that the four Junior Motorsports Chevrolets hit the track with, most notably the fan favorite throwbacks including Michael Annette's Oreo Camaro, and Justin Allgaier's Dirty Mo Posse throwback Camaro. So now it's time to sit back, relax, and learn more about Junior Motorsports' graphic designer, Ryan Williams, and his 2020 design season. Ryan, tell me about, where did you find your passion for design? Um, I mean, I, growing up, I, I always kind of liked drawing cars and, and uh, doing art stuff, and I was always good in the art courses in school. Um, and then, uh, I guess I'm sure there's other people who've kind of done the same thing, but, uh, just playing like the NASCAR video games on PC and learning how to make my own paint schemes for the games kind of gave me the idea like, oh, I can make a career out of this. I like doing this. So why not do that? You know? Mm. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I got started. How did you find your spot at junior motorsports as a graphic designer? So, I had done work for Noah Gregson at Joey Logano's management business, uh, Clutch Management. He was a client at the time, and I was working for Joey Logano for uh, the management business and the studio. And um, I guess just through Noah and the relationships built through uh, Clutch and Junior Motorsports there, um, when the opening came up, I was uh, asked to interview, and I did. And uh, it all worked out, so... So it was Clutch Studios. Was that your first foray into NASCAR design? Yeah, it uh, actually before before Clutch, it was just sort of Joey's personal kind of racing business, Joey Logano Racing, um, and I was just essentially the designer on his management team, and we will work on PSA deals, and um, you know I, I maintain his website and do uh, the T-shirts occasionally and just stuff like that. I think maybe a year in or so to working for Joey, he started the studio business and then that kind of morphed into the driver management business and um, got the opportunity to work with uh, Noah pretty early on. I think he was, it was the second year in, into KBM when I first started working for Noah. Also did some work for Cole Custer and uh, a little bit for Chase Briscoe. I did, a, I've, I did a couple of cars for Noah. I designed his Switch primary car for 2019, I think it was, um, and the Magnaflow car, and 
the patriotic switch car not not a ton because obviously junior motorsports handled the majority of stuff but yeah when the opening came up i was just uh it's like hey would you be interested in i said yeah so so when it comes to designing a paint scheme uh we're going to talk about your style and sort of your process through it some designers i've talked to get to work directly with the driver i mean it depends on the sponsor and the team and and what have you but how much would you say in your personal experience that you work hand in hand with the driver when it comes to designing a paint scheme? Um, it kind of depends on whether or not that driver is in the building when I'm working on it. Uh, Algar comes into my office a ton. He loves doing design work. So him and I get along. It's really cool. And, and Noah and I are good friends. So he'll come in and just hang out. It's usually just if I'm working on a car for Justin and Justin is he walks by he's like what what you got going on he walks in and uh him and i bounce ideas back and forth on stuff all the time and we'll text each other every now and then about some some scheme stuff we're actually doing that today for some cars for next year and uh noah the same noah's really hands-on with uh uh you know he wants his cars to look cool just just as much as i do so he'll he'll always comment on some stuff or throw out some ideas michael i, I haven't seen a ton of michael but he he you know obviously he has an input into some ideas for his stuff as well. And just new stuff we have coming up for the eight. I'm sure uh, Sam and, and Josh will, will have some uh, ideas input, but it, it's, it's not necessarily like an everyday thing, every car thing. It might be if we run 10 different cars for Justin next year, Justin maybe saw three of those or something before they got approved. You know, it, it's mostly the sponsor that gets to say, honestly, so. How much easier does that make your job when the driver gives in their input? Does it make things more difficult or make things easier? Um, it, it's it, it kind of depends. You know, if if they come in, they say, "What if you did this or that?" And then um, you got to change up a bunch of stuff. Or if, or if they're all about it, then that helps at least with the uh, the push for further down the road when you're trying to get further approvals from like the sponsor or whoever else. Um, Dale is really hands on with the Darlington retro stuff. So whenever we have an idea, or we're proposing. You know, I'm drawing up something for a sponsor for Darlington. I always send it to Dale first because I know he is very passionate about the retro stuff and he would want it to look right as much as I would. So let's talk a bit about your your design style. You know, how would you define your style of design? I guess uh, I found myself doing a lot of uh, zigzags and, and triangles. It's kind of easy to do to make something look cool doing that. I, I pull inspiration a lot from Blackbeard and Hugh or Lou, sorry. But uh, I love just kind of poppy colors, pop art kind of de like deal, like not, not a ton of shading per se. Um, I love the geometric style and, and, the, and the, the angled bits here and there. Um, I've kind of found myself rarely using curves, which I, I, I need to get myself out of the box admittedly and, and try a bunch of different things. But it's just so easy. It's so easy to make, I think, cool cars with just angled stripes and and shapes um with with contrasting colors that it's it's kind of the naturally the first thing i try to do which you know you kind of want to be a well-rounded designer and be able to do everything but um that i guess that's kind of my style just the the sharp bits the polygons the the poppy colors you know uh, if it looks like vector art i guess i'm all about it so when it comes to uh, designing your paint schemes, you know, when you go from a design request from a sponsor or from your boss, Dale, or a driver to the finished product, what's that time frame like? Is it a couple of days, a couple of weeks? And in addition to that, how many designs do you, would you say you go through before the final one is approved? 
it, it's it's kind of all over the place in terms of how many designs at least uh i mean there's been times where i could sit down and do a car and, and it, it takes only three or four hours to do and that's it you know that's we we know the car looks good the sponsor loves it it's good to go um and then there's other times where i've spent two months working on a single project and then we're on version 25 we're on version 26 you know it's just uh, either minor updates or, or, you know, stuff further down the road, like the sponsor wants to go in a different direction. It's, it's whatever they want. And that's, that's what uh, I'm going to try to accomplish. Sometimes, again, like a car could only take a couple hours to do, uh, you know, for more intricate designs or, or like super oddball stuff. I, I'd ideally like to take a few days to do, you know. What would you say was probably your favorite design that you made this past season? You could either give me one design or you can give me one per driver. Just in general, the project that I was most excited about and that actually happened at least was the the John Andretti throwback car for Daniel. Um, I know it didn't really run a whole lot at Darlington, but the we got to run it again at Kansas, which was really cool. And, and he finished second in the race. Like it, it's awesome when you get the email from the uh, account manager that's just like, hey, here's the sponsor. Is there any, you come up with some sort of idea for Darlington, you know? And I had always loved the Kmart Little Caesars car. Um, I don't really know why. And I was talking with a coworker, just bouncing ideas off each other. And, and I was like, what could we do a good story of that also, you know, could tie into Poppy Bank and their colors with the orange and the white. I don't know why I thought of it, but I was like, well, John Andretti's Little Caesars car had orange on it. John just passed away the past off season. Um, and I don't know if anyone else would be doing a John and JD throwback. If there's a time to do it, this is the year to do it. And, you know, wrote up the email, sent a, you know, found a bunch of pictures of the car, got everyone on board, mocked it up, drew the little guy on the hood. I actually did a version with uh, Daniel as well. Like instead of John and the fire suit guy, I did a version that had uh, Daniel Hemrick like on the hood too, but we, like, I guess it was a better story, obviously to do John on the hood. And uh, yeah, that like that project from start to finish was a ton of fun. It feels really good to like actually do something that affected, you know, somebody. I didn't like expect the outreach that we would get, but I, I got like a an email forwarded to me early on about or from the Andretti family about how appreciative they were and uh, how much it meant to them. And I was, I was like, yeah, this is really cool because this is exactly what I'd hoped to happen. You know, it's not just a purple car with a number eight on it's like something that has a story and a meaning behind it i thought that was a really cool and a big deal so that's the project that i i, I think i love the most i i admittedly like it's not and when you're doing a darlington car you're i don't really say you're like designing the car because someone else designed it in the past you're just running the car again uh make it work in today's nascar with today's sponsorships and and uh uh, you know, sort of achieve the best possible tribute you can to John and, and the Little Caesars car itself. Uh, I was really happy with that. So you raise a good, you raise an interesting point when it comes to that paint scheme. So many sponsors sometimes will not deviate from their colors, uh, their logos. They're very specific because, uh, you know, they have their own brand identity and their own regulations. When it comes to working with a company like Poppy Bank, where they have to change their logo and change basically their company colors for a race. Is that something that is more driven by you or more driven by the sponsor? 
I always try to like, especially when I'm doing a Darlington car or a retro car, I try to go as far out as you possibly can on the first initial like review of the car, you know, like if I need to change the colors of anything, the first time you send the car over is the first time, like it's the only chance you're going to get to get that approved. You know, if, if, if you're gonna, it's better to go, it's better to show that you can do this crazy level of work and then work your way backwards. Like it, it really, and it depends on the sponsor. Every sponsor is different. Every, every uh, relationship is different. Sometimes the, the sponsor wants everything to be to a T on brand and that's completely fine. They're the sponsor. They get what they want. Um, but then, you, you know, every now and then you'll get the chance to uh, go all out, go all in, and, and they'll be perfectly okay with you changing the font or the colors or, or whatever it takes to make the car um, as true as possible. At least in my opinion, I think for sure the Darlington Retro stuff, it's important to go as true as you possibly can, at least to the original car. What was a moment from the 2020 season that was your favorite that involved your paint scheme? Uh man, I gotta think. I mean, uh, Noah, I guess winning at Bristol was really cool because that was kind of um, I look at it as like the the one true paint scheme that I did from start to finish with little to no changes or just completely pulled the idea originally myself. Like that scheme winning at Bristol was really cool because you know it's it's my design and that's my first win I guess on well. Actually, I'm sorry. That's not right. <laughs> no, if you that's, my first win. that's my first win at junior motorsports, I would say. Um, yeah, the, Noah's, for, Noah's win at Bristol was, was probably the coolest part of the year just because of uh, the design being like my first original junior motorsports design with no, no, not a lot of input. Just, hey, come up with something. Here it is. And it's in victory lane. That was really cool. Um, the first car that I designed that did win a race was I believe Cole Custer at uh, Dover of last year um, in the production Alliance group car. I did that car. Some of the most fun and most nerve wracking times you'll have is like the few hours before a paint scheme gets unveiled on social media. So <laughs> um, like I knew the Darlington cars would be received well. Cause I, I loved all the paint schemes and I, I thought all the stories were really cool behind them. So um unfortunately michael and Nett's car got leaked but the social plans and everything behind everything was uh, a lot of fun and, and just seeing everyone's reaction to stuff was really cool which paint scheme that you designed this past season would you say was the most time consuming from start to finish huh well there's plenty that never saw the light of day i mean the car that i probably spent the most time on that actually did run was probably daniel hemrick's Allsco car at charlotte okay um we had a, a lot of different versions that were you know like had camo incorporated and one that was gray um and just finding reference imagery to, to just get the airplane look right and um do all the fine little details with like the the rivets and the the body lines and stuff like that i probably spent the most time on that just from start to finish in terms of getting it right there's been other cars that didn't run that I probably spent well over double the time, you know, on those. But yeah, I guess Daniel Hemrick's Oscar car, that would, that would be my initial thought. It seems like Michael's paint schemes weren't that demanding. Yeah. And, and I think what happened a lot with like Michael's cars and, and some of, some of the other paint schemes is I, I started 
at junior motorsports pretty late into the year. I started uh, actually maybe like a year ago today at junior motorsports. Um, so obviously going into the off season, some stuff is already designed. So, uh, you know, I kind of uh, adopted a lot of schemes that were already approved, like, like Michael's pilot car and, and Justin's Brant car. They, everything was already kind of set in stone for those. That was a lot of work that I didn't really have to worry about in that, in this previous off season that I do now. Um, but uh, yeah, it, that was interesting because you, you kind of just rehashed a lot of things and, um, Michael's cars, he, I think Michael loves simplicity and the, the sponsors love simplicity. So, um, I had like a really radical, uh, pilot car this year that, uh, got toned back and then we, we settled on what we got, which I'm really happy with, but, uh, um, yeah, you know, there's some stuff that's coming out soon that I hope fans would really like that. That's pretty radical, at least in my opinion, that I, I think is going to be coming out soon. So, We'll have to see, but it was just interesting the the dynamic of like coming into the the team uh, late in the game at an interesting time. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff is already kind of set in stone, so you just pick up the ball and run with it for for at least a season until you get this off season to kind of show like, okay, here's my ideas on on this car or that sponsor. You know, give me a ballpark of you know how many schemes did you design this season that actually got on track. And also the number of paint schemes that you designed that didn't make it. So I guess the amount of cars that I designed that made it on track. I mean, maybe I guess if you run like five to 10 different paint schemes per car, I maybe put it at like 20 or 30, I want to say, just in total across all four cars. Uh, I would guess the amount of cars that never saw the light of day that we worked on for either proposals or um, just different, uh, you know, versions of cars that did end up running, I would guess it would be around 150-ish. Like there's sometimes there's a car that, you know, the sponsor will change and that's a different version. So it's not like 150 different paint schemes necessarily, but maybe 150 to 200 different like versions of cars um, just across four cars across an entire year. And across proposals that didn't go anywhere, across paint schemes that just didn't, that wasn't approved, I would probably guess it's in that range. And it's probably going to be, I don't expect that to change for next season necessarily. So keeps me busy. It's job security, I guess. So. Yes, for sure. Have you ever proposed a forward-leaning eight and will we ever see it on track? Um, I don't think I've ever formally proposed a forward leaning eight uh being a new person still or at least i feel like it i uh don't want to come in and, and make sweeping changes as a 24 year old soon to be 25 year old designer um and step on anyone's toes that's for sure but uh i do like the look of the forward leaning eight and we will have to see what happens I already run like a forward leaning eight, which I, I just posted on Twitter on that thread about your forward leaning nine. I've seen, uh, I, I've I seen the thread. Yeah, I posted the uh, picture of the eight that I've been using on my iRacing cars. I don't know. It, it's honestly up in the air. Uh, I, I don't foresee major changes coming, but you never know. Um, I, I certainly like the look, but it's out of my control. It's up to Dale and other people and what number font we run. So 
So it's kind of interesting that you brought up that eight that you were talking about because the previous designer, Jordan, actually shared, I don't know if you saw this or not, he actually shared a couple of number eights that were proposed mm-hmm. but didn't make it. And yeah. one of them just happens to be the single eight that you run, you know, the, the traditional 88 that Dale ran, uh, but much more stretched out. And I will say, I actually, I sort of dig this. I do like it, but I remember when uh, I think it was the Hellman's car from this year, for some reason, Lionel ran away with the single eight of the 88, very thin. Yeah. Did you have anything to do with that? Or was that something uh, that, I mean, how did that even happen? Yeah, I don't know for sure. Um, if I had to guess, uh, that box art design maybe was done before. So they ran an eight all last year. I don't honestly know why the Lionel box has yeah. the single digit eight um, from the HMS 88. I don't really know why that is. I was I would have guessed maybe the team like Junior Motorsports hadn't settled on the number font, but obviously that's not the case because they ran an eight all year last year. Um, mm. I don't really know. That's a, I, I remember asking that question at one point and I don't remember the answer. I don't think it was like a, a big goof or anything or, or something was changing. I think just maybe something got approved that just looked different. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's funny. I knew I was going to get asked about numbers because I get on Twitter every single day and I see you posting something about number font. So. Hey, I will, I will say this. It, it's right now. I'm, I'm shocked by this right now, actually, because I had posted about, um, I can't even remember what it was, if we're being honest, like what the first thing about the fonts were or the skew or whatever. And for some reason today, it picked up again. And you had Jordan Anderson jump in, you jumped in, Jordan jumped in, um, Harris jumped in. So, I mean, and it, I'm always fascinated with the side of design that people don't see. So like when Jordan posted those eights, like I loved the one that was next to the final one, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's fun to see, you know, what were they thinking about a very skinny eight or, you know, with this paint scheme design that never ran, why this style, why didn't this run, you know, that kind of stuff always fascinated me, you know? Yeah. I I think um, like sharing, unrun like paint schemes that never saw the light of day like i i think sharing those is so cool to fans like what could have been um it's just finding the right situation to do that you know it's kind of kind of you walk that fine line of like hey this isn't what ran and then what if the so what if the social media reactions like oh this looked way better this looked way worse you don't you don't really know you know um but it's it is like it's kind of frustrating sometimes when you you do the 150 different cars or whatever and and you know 10 percent of those see the light of day and that's it you know uh the good news is with having like designs that don't get picked sometimes is you can just rehash that base design some point down the road like it saves you a ton of time especially like right now i'm just kind of as soon as i get a an email saying hey we need a car for this i'm like okay is there a design that i already like have in the back catalog that I can just go pull from and swap out colors and, uh, you know, adjust a few things here and there. It saves me a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as I'm like at junior motorsports uh, doing this, like I can just build that back catalog up as much as possible. 
Um, there's, I know there's a, at least I think there's a car that's coming out next year that was going to be a design for another car um, that I might call out if it ever gets approved. Uh, it's just one of those deals, like instead of spending the, the five hours or so it would have taken me to do that car, I just, you know, swapped colors out and it took 30 minutes or so, 40 minutes. I don't know, you know, mm. um, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Tell me what it's like being able to work at junior motorsports. It's something that like this position is something I've always wanted to do. And, and I think if there's a place to be doing it at, it is junior motorsports. It's a super fun environment. Um, super relaxed. Dale's really cool. All the people I work with are really cool. I am actively working on trying to get painted side skirts. Um, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I always want to push the boundaries, even though, you know, I'll always get some flack for it. I'm, I'm the new kid in town. So I try to come in and, and, uh, change up some stuff here and there, but, uh, Jordan Erickson did a great job, uh, designing for junior and, and uh, set the, the tone. I feel like when I first came in, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I'm really appreciative to be doing what I'm doing. I'm really lucky and really fortunate to be doing what I'm doing um, from working at a sign shop to going to work for Joey Logano um, to now junior motorsports. I'm, I'm really, I feel really lucky to like literally get paid to draw race cars all day. I, I, I can't complain about it. You know, like even like making cars for iRacing in COVID. Uh, I remember talking on the phone with Dale and he's like, man, I'm sorry for bugging you so much about all this iRacing stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm getting paid to make cars for iRacing. Like I would be doing this for free. This is like what I want to do. So I can't, I can't complain about this at all. This is, this is really cool. I've got my fingers crossed for that forward leaning eight and those painted side skirts to make it on track full time in 2021. You know, it's really remarkable hearing from designers and just the, the passion that they have for the sport that they love so much. Not many people can say that they've had their artwork seen by millions of fans every weekend, let alone at 190 miles per hour. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to keep your eye on tobychristie.com for the latest breaking news, rumors, and exclusive content from inside the NASCAR garage.